0: Welcome to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Coos.
0: We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth.
2: Hello, and welcome to our second coronavirus edition of the podcast, (laughs) You Are Infinitely Loved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Here we are, week two. We have an exciting and fun podcast for you, talking about what's been working for us, coping-wise, what has not been working for us, mm-hmm. and most of all, how we are giving ourselves more grace, more self-love, more self-compassion than ever before.
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today... I was hoping we could talk about how to just kind of lower the bar for ourselves. As you're saying, Lindsay, give ourselves a little bit more grace, a little bit more compassion. And this was inspired by an Instagram post that I saw from a guy called Matt Haig. And for anyone that doesn't follow Matt's work, I highly recommend it. Um, he has written, I believe (laughs) written a book on anxiety. He's, um, Talks a lot about coping with anxiety and depression. And so he's a great kind of uh, mental health expert. And he put out a post this week and it really resonated for me where he said, the current era is crap enough without having to feel guilt that we aren't learning Greek and painting watercolors of daffodils. If you brushed your teeth today and got showered and ate something and spent 10 minutes, not looking at the news, then well done. It's an achievement. <laughs> oh, my word.
2: Yes. This current cope with the pandemic and also self-improve. Yeah. Has reached an all-time mass hysteria. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. It's really amazing how now that everybody is at home, there's this pressure to really make the most of that time at home. and. Right learn everything and do everything and make this productive in another way. And yeah, whether it's learn a new language, get a new skill, whatever it may be. And the intention behind it is good. But I've certainly been feeling like a bit of a failure. because What of, am I doing with my life? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Has that popped up for you? <laughs> <laughs> what little time I may or may not have left?
0: Yeah. <laughs> too dark, too dark. A little I'll dark, back. a little dark. <laughs> but this week... So to update listeners, I am now podcasting from Australia.
2: That's right. We have to yeah. mention this. Sam no longer
0: lives in Phuket. Yeah. You so- sound different now. <laughs> yeah. Sound your, different. Your
1: Aussie accent is yeah. getting stronger and stronger.
0: If it sounds different, this is what Australia sounds like, people. So instead mm-hmm. of the, um, the odd motorbike in the background of the recording, it'll be a loud squawking bird. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I had to come home in a very dramatic <laughs> fashion, quite traumatic really. And I had about 12 hours between booking my flight and getting in a taxi to the airport to pack up my life and and come back home. And so I am now in self-isolation, which I know most of a lot of our listeners would be in lockdown anyway. For me, I have to be completely alone because I've just traveled. So I'm in a big house by myself, And it's a beautiful house and I'm very lucky, super grateful to have it. But I have found myself all week just not wanting to do anything. And there's plenty of things that I could be doing. And Mm -hmm. for me, I mean, my work, a lot of my work is online. So I haven't actually been affected as much as most people in that the vast majority of my work has been from home anyway for the last six years. I have been obviously speaking and doing things that I can't do at the moment, but I would say 70% of my work has been online and from home. So in that way, I could still be working as much as I have been. And yeah, even though there's plenty of stuff that I could be doing and creating, I just have not wanted to. I've just felt completely flat and low and uninspired and unmotivated. And watching tv and numbing out and feeling super guilty that as a life coach i'm not making the most of this amazing time to be alone Mm -hmm. for two weeks and meditate and reflect and journal and (laughs) all the things that Mm -hmm. i would encourage people to do and i'm finding it hard to do any of it yeah
2: i've noticed that this week although i do not have jet lag or i'm not isolating by myself (laughs) extrovert's nightmare, yeah, um, I feel like I have been crazy tired, and I've been kind of giving myself a hard time like Linz you aren't you know you're doing so much less actual physical movement and labor. What is this about? like you've been sleeping fine, but why are you so tired? What's with the need for more caffeine um and even at work, um, I'm working from home now. That is a big adjustment for me. Mm-hmm. And Coos uh, always works from home. But us both being home and kind of um, managing the kids homeschooling is
0: that what we're calling this? <laughs> That's exactly what we're calling Are it.
2: Children supposed <laughs> to be learning? More? <laughs> but no, the pressure of um, being full time work and a full time homeschool parent. Mm. By also not having what I use to, you know, fill me up. My good friend Katie and I go on walks all the time. um, Mm -hmm. And we're in nature and we do these two hour walks that just fill my love cup up like no other. That's out right now. Um, Mm -hmm. All my work is online and I'm pretty tired of looking at my phone and my screen after I'm done working. So I don't really want to call any of my friends and chit mm. chat in and with them, so it's been pretty interesting how this shift has really wiped me out.
0: Yeah. How
2: about you, Chris? Also,
0: trying to learn Greek and make my own bread. <laughs> of course. I mean, I was <laughs> going to joke about baking our own bread, but Chris, I think you actually did bake. your own bread.
2: <laughs> He is the meme. Yes. <laughs> He's gone I the did. opposite way.
1: <laughs> I did. Uh, I started learning how to bake sourdough bread. It was actually quite fun.
2: The upholder speaks. Here he is.
1: We also learn how to play the piano, though. (laughs) So there's that. After this whole pandemic's over, we'll be, you know, touring the cities near you.
2: Touring the cities, selling bread, playing our songs
0: for money. Oh, my gosh. I love it. What a life change.
1: (laughs) But Yeah, I today especially i just feel so exhausted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all i did well (laughs) i I did go to the grocery stores four of them so maybe i was that's a lot i don't know mentally it's just yeah you know
2: I do think we've talked before in previous episodes about the ta list. Mm-hmm. Gretchen Rubin talks about, you know, instead of making a to-do list, making a ta list of all the things you've actually done. Mm. And I do think as I reflected on that this week, I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing quite a bit. And that makes sense why I'm feeling tired. Mm. Also, though, I think there's a lot of trauma response stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, that we need to talk about and look at. Um mm. There's so much uncertainty. There's so many questions. This literally has never happened in any of our lives before. Mm. And so what does it look like to give ourselves more grace and more gentleness to say, this is our first time doing this, yeah. hopefully our only time doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is, we have no prior skills that we can pull out. You know, last time I was in a pandemic, this is what worked for me. <laughs> we, we don't have that. You know, we, we do have the last time I was dealing with something stressful and challenging, here's what worked for me. We do have those skills, Mm. but it is this kind of overwhelming sense of how do you know how to do this well when you've never done it before?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, to to your point around trauma, we know that trauma and like emotional processing are things that are really like, that takes a lot of energy. So there Mm -hmm. is no wonder that, we're feeling tired even if it doesn't look like we're consciously doing anything that would necessarily make us tired the amount of energy used in processing that level of trauma and uncertainty and the emotion that comes with it is huge and unfortunately it's invisible mm-hmm. so you don't even know that that's what's going on
2: or where that energy suck is coming from
0: yeah which is why when i read that that quote from Matt Haig, I was just like, I kind of like had a laugh and breathed a sigh of relief because I was like, yeah, this is what I think would be helpful is to discuss how do we lower the bar and reset our Mm -hmm. expectations and make them super minimal. Like I kind of want to talk Mm -hmm. about what's the bare minimum that you want to be doing in this time Mm -hmm. and kind of judging whether or not we had a good day based on did we reach that bare minimum, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, in his post-its, his bare minimum is brushing teeth, showering, eating, and spending 10 minutes doing something other than watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, mm-hmm. you know, if that's your metric for a successful day, then most of us can feel at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, okay, yeah, I brushed my teeth today. I showered today. I ate something today and I did, 10 minutes of something other than news. You know, I think that's a that's a funny one. And so I would like to kind of put it out to the listeners and to you guys and to myself like what's the bare minimum? And then mm-hmm. to create two other layers for yourself. What is what are the nice to haves? Like here's your bare minimum and now here's what it would be nice for you to do or have in a day. And then what's your ideal? So you can mm-hmm. still have these amazing I don't know, goals, even within a time like this that you would ideally like to have. But I think it's about when you come to your end of your end of the day and you're thinking, oh gosh, I didn't get anything done today, or I didn't learn anything mm-hmm. new today, or I didn't exercise today, or I didn't eat healthy today, or all the things that you're beating yourself up for not doing. Just look to your bare minimums. <laughs> Be Like, mm-hmm. did I get the bare minimum done today? Because that yeah. Surviving right now and just being and existing mm-hmm. is good enough. It's more than good enough.
2: I really love the work of Elise Blaha, mm-hmm. Kripes, I believe. Yeah, that's her um, I read this book in January when I was deep in my goal setting and my vision boarding and planning my life out. Um, so glad that we that vision boarded 2020. Hey, <laughs> oh, it's I going really completely
0: me. according to plan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, little did I know I wanted some time off. I got that time (laughs) off. Um, No, but she talks about how having three things you get done every day. Mm. And when you're going through times of stress or times of challenge or transition, if you just get those three things done and you can honestly look at them at the end of the day and say, oh, I got three things done. Mm -hmm.
1: I got up, I showered, I brushed my teeth.
2: Done. (laughs) Done. Also I would say for people out there panicking hearing this being like am I just going to have like these low bars forever and just, just exist and not thrive and not achieve and not grow and I would say notice why that pops up for you what's what's driving those questions mm. and also notice that this is just for a, a a season hopefully a short season this lowering of the bar is not forever no. These bars will get uncomfortably low after a while and you'll raise them naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of notice, like, why is it uncomfortable to have low bars?
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. What have we been told about right. our worthiness that, you know, that it's in some way linked to our productivity or our achievement or our or value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so I think for me, if I think of three things <laughs> that I want to do every day, I literally go, how basic can we make it? For me, it's eight hours of sleep and one healthy meal. I don't care what the others are, <laughs> just one healthy meal and movement in some way. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a crazy, it doesn't have to be my workouts that I was doing in Phuket because like, that's not available to me right now and it doesn't have to be any kind of like I have to do a boot camp in my house, No. But can I move in some way, whether it's going for a walk or, yeah, doing something really simple. But Mm -hmm. it's just if I can get movement, one healthy meal, and eight hours of sleep, I'm done. That's it. Tick.
1: Coming soon, the (laughs) You Are Infinitely Loved TikTok channel where we do dances and shuffles. Movements.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) You will laugh at this. Our nine-year-old daughter who is quite driven in her own way, has been making up her own CrossFit routines and doing them, you know, three reps of whatever um, in her room.
1: And recording them. And
2: recording them <laughs> on this old school camera we have from 15 years ago. And, um... To the point where she's exhausting herself. We had to make her stop. (laughs) Stop with the CrossFit. Oh my gosh. No, Uh, it's interesting. We actually had a check-in with our family this tonight at dinner, and we talked about um the past we you know, it's been officially fourteen days, two weeks of this routine, this new normal, and what has been working for them and what's been hard for them. mm. And it's been really fascinating that it's been centered centered around having time outside. We've spent a lot of time outside that they wouldn't get if they were at school. Mm-hmm. And it's forced me to spend a lot more time outside than I normally do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's um, also... We'll Within the screen. rules, right? Within the
0: rules. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's are, make people... <laughs> don't worry. Lindsay and Coos are not breaking the lockdown rules. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: We're definitely going walks by ourselves and bikes just the the four of us and so
1: we judge people who walk too close to us yes we do
2: someone walks too close we're like what are you doing um even well another side story is avon said our daughter a nine-year-old said um it makes me feel really sad when people like are walking towards us and then like move out of our ways like we're like we have the disease or something so it was really sweet and sad to be like oh that's what it feels like yep it -hmm. it doesn't feel right it does feel Mm -hmm. weird yeah. Um. But I think like for them, you know, little kids to notice being outside feels really good. Having a slow pace has felt really good to them.
0: Mm. Being able
2: to read for a long time without being interrupted feels really good to them. Mm. And so I think it's like noting that these little people can teach us a lot about they don't necessarily have the drive to achieve as much as we do or to be successful, quote unquote. And so I think I'm just taking notes from them thinking, That's right. Um, To go slower feels good sometimes. To be outside way more always feels good.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, Lindsay, if you had to pick three things, what would your three bare minimums be? What would your three Mm -hmm. things be? Currently watching Tiger King on Netflix.
2: (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I wish you could see Goose's face right now. (laughs) She did it. I did it. I went there. no. I you would admit, say... She did it. Um, <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, we've been cooking a ton. So eating really nourishing foods. Coos is also giving me a look now. I've been cooking a little bit more than usual. Coos <laughs> is the cook in our house. so um, But I do think um, being more intentional about eating well mm-hmm. and not going to the land of eating perfectly or mm-hmm. eating... Um, I notice when I'm stress eating and I just say, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm wanting a lot of sugar right now. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Allowing it to be comforting without being out of control. Yeah. And then I feel like sleeping also has been a really big one, but really being outside has been a game changer for me. Yeah. And I think in Portland here, you know, March is when it starts to get to be better weather overall and February is a hard month to be in Portland. It's pretty gray. It's pretty rainy. Mm. And so I do think I just noticed like, oh, being outside more with having some more sun
0: is just really fueling me up. Mm. What about you, Coos? What would your three be?
1: The three essential things that I have to do every day are I need to have my coffee in the morning.
0: Oh, yeah. How could I forget coffee?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some kind of exercise. Mm hmm. And um, a good meal. Yeah. Just one.
0: (laughs) Look at us all. It's all coming back to basics. Yeah, it is. And the other thing I want to say is I was on a call last week with a great community of women entrepreneurs that I'm a part of. And what was interesting about that was it was kind of split amongst the group. There was a whole bunch of us who uh, were functioning by by not really functioning as in either just numbing or avoiding or not doing much, right, and feeling really guilty about it. But then there was the other group who were on the other extreme almost like over-functioning and Mm -hmm. who were doing it all. Like they're baking bread and they're (laughs) like learning French and they're playing piano and they're doing Mm -hmm. everything. But they were also feeling guilty for their, like, mm-hmm. over-functioning. So it was yeah. interesting to see the responses were different and opposite extremes, and yet neither person felt like that was okay, that their response was appropriate, mm-hmm. and they were either shaming themselves for doing too much or doing too little. So also for the people listening to this who were like, maybe your coping mechanism is to do everything, that's mm-hmm. it's okay. Like, if that's how you're coping – by, you know, channeling your energy into all of these different things that that's okay. Like we all have different ways of coping and there's, I think the point is whatever you're doing or not doing, it's just not to shame yourself for that response.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think how much more loving can you get right now, as opposed to self-critical, you know, if that, It's interesting that you said that that was a group of women, entrepreneurs in that group, right? The women who typically have more trouble Mm self-accepting and not shaming ourselves for being too much, not enough, too little, whatever. Mm -hmm. Even during times of crisis, there's still that, am I doing the right thing? Am I enough? Am I doing too much? Am I too much? Right? That questioning popping up, Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting to look at that. You know, where does that come from? Is that serving us well? Yeah. Is it okay to just survive a pandemic? (laughs) Let's hope so.
1: (laughs) I mean, for me, it's kind of different. I feel like I want to do a lot of things, but my body's just, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel so exhausted. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think listening to your body on that, right?
1: Yes. And at the same time, there are a lot of things that are not getting done right now.
2: (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs)
1: And I feel guilty about it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But noticing what has massively shifted by not doing all the things perfectly all the time.
1: My worth, Lindsay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The love of your wife. Yeah, that's happening. No. Yeah, I think right there is noticing it like if we slow down, what right now would actually happen? If we laid aside the feelings of guilt and shame and we laid aside the expectations we need to be doing more, being more, doing less, being less, you know, whatever whatever side of the fence we're on, but to be more self-accepting. Mm-hmm. I accept that this is a really hard situation. I accept that I can feel both grateful for my health and also mourning the loss of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, those can be two things that we hold together. I can be grateful for those taking care of people, for people in a healthcare um, world. And I can also feel sad that I can't do the things that make me feel most myself.
0: Yeah. I think now more than ever is that time where we do have to, like we've spoken about before, hold to opposing what seems to be contradictory truths at the same time. Like it's Mm -hmm. all about that paradox because I've been feeling it all week. Like I'm so grateful to be safe and back in Australia and in a beautiful home that has been generously gifted to me for this two weeks. And I'm devastated that I'm not in Thailand and Mm -hmm. I'm really upset about the way I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And I haven't come to terms with that yet. doesn't mean that I'm not grateful to be here and that I didn't make, I feel like I made the right decision in coming back, but I'm still really sad. Right. And and it's hard to explain to people when Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we're so happy to have you home. You're happy to be home and you go, you know, yeah, I'm happy to be home and I'm super sad to have left
2: and you're also all alone. So not really home.
0: Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and for anyone that knows how hard it is to move home after living abroad, it is a uniquely bizarre experience to go through something so emotional and then not be able to, you know, my mum picked me up from the airport and I can't touch her, let alone hug her. Or Mm -hmm. like, I literally have to be socially distanced. Mm -hmm. And that That's never happened before Mm -hmm. where you're going through something super emotional and difficult and you have no comfort, no physical touch, no nothing. So Mm -hmm. it's, and I'm not, obviously I'm by no means alone in this scenario. There are so many people going through similar things and that's really, really hard. Yeah.
2: We're alone and together in our aloneness hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Everything's this paradox.
2: <laughs> right, right. And I would even say, you know, for, well, I feel like Sam, I wish to say this, if I could reach this microphone and hug you <laughs> without contracting <laughs> <the> virus, <laughs> I 100% would. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's hard to be away from people that you love and care about. And you want to comfort in that way of being with someone mm. when you can't. And I think
0: People there's been watch. a lot of talk, at least in my world and online, around introversion and extroversion and there's been mm-hmm. some funny memes around that and how it's quite difficult for the extroverts in this time. And the introverts are like, hello, this is what we've been feeling our whole life, <laughs> like that we have to operate in a way that doesn't feel natural to us. We've so, been training our whole life for this. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's also interesting for anyone familiar with love languages. To just know mm-hmm. that if, if physical touch is your number one, then this would be a really tricky time for you,
2: you know? For sure. Yep. So, And I also would say for parents, the ones that have kids at home full-time now, allow this to be hard and beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, we're spending so much time with our little pumpkins and most of us are getting no alone time, no downtime. Some people, parents are working and full-time parenting. Some people are full-time parenting without the ability to leave Mm -hmm. their house and go, you know, for playdates and have social interaction. Mm -hmm. And so this could be, you know, um, I think about when I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years, it was pretty isolating. Even when Mm -hmm. I, you know, tried for it not to be, if kids get sick and you got to stay home, it's just a, a rough season sometimes in that way. And for, you know, parents who've been staying at home and then on top of that now have to really stay at home, just to kind of notice how challenging that is and how, again, no one's really had to do this before. So what does, again, what does it look like to give yourself a little more grace to not be perfect right now, to not shoot for growth? Maybe just being okay right now is enough and that's the self-loving choice to make. Yeah,
0: I think that's the whole point of this episode. And we could probably wrap with that idea, which is just... That it is enough. Anything that you are doing, it is enough. And it is okay Mm -hmm. just to be and just to survive and to do the very bare minimum. And if Mm -hmm. you manage to do some awesome other things, then well done. (laughs) And if you don't, that's also completely okay. I think the most
2: important thing is that there is only one of you in the whole wide world that has ever existed And you just existing and being you is beautiful.
1: Well, thanks for listening to another episode of You Are Infinitely Loved. We hope that you are staying safe and staying healthy. Till next time. Bye.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode. Our hope is that each day you feel more connected to the knowledge that you are infinitely loved. If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us at yourinfinitelyloved.com.